Hello, hi, my name is Joe S. And this is Cy Edwards. Welcome to the Neighborhood Howler. We give you the whereabouts of the woods. This is episode one book review. Our focus today is Wolf Howl by Lauren The year I turned 12, I learned how to lie. I don't mean small fibs that children tell. I mean real lies fed by real fear. Things I said and did that took me out of the life I always known and put me down hard into a new one. It was the autumn of 1943 when my steady life began to spin, not only because of the war that had drawn the whole world into a screaming brawl, but also because of the dark-hearted girl who came to our hills and changed everything. At times, I was so confused that I felt like the stem of a panel was surrounded by whir and clatter. But through that whole unsettling time, I knew that it simply would not do to hide in the barn with a book and an apple and let events plunge forward without me. It would not do to turn 12 without earning my keep, and by that I'm at my place. My small authority, the possibility that it would amount to something, but there was more to it than that. The year I turned 12, I learned that what I said and what I did mattered. So much sometimes that I wasn't sure I wanted such a burden, but I took it anyway, and I carried it as best as I could. Let's offer a brief refresher on what happened in the prologue. So the prologue is probably a very small summary of the book. Spoiler warning, if you haven't read this book yet, we we advise you to do so before listening to the podcast. But most of the listeners are wondering who is the person speaking in the prologue. Well, later on in the book, we find out that this person is Annabelle, the main protagonist of the book. And for anybody who asks, no, she's not the evil Annabelle doll from the Conjuring franchise, although that would be pretty cool. Okay, and with that out of the way, let's continue. The girl that Annabelle refers to as the Dark Heart is Betty, the main antagonist of the book. And to be honest, she is not wrong. Words cannot describe how evil she is. She gouged somebody's eye out, literally. Yes, I agree with you on that. But I, what I am really focused on is the first sentence in the book, I learned how to lie. So in theory, what if Annabelle's lying about Betty the whole book since she lies so much? Can we really trust her? I don't, um, I have not thought about that. Could Betty have been innocent this whole time? I don't, I don't know. We'll find out later. Now on to this chapter's big ideas. Let's dive in and sift through our thoughts on what has really happened. One of the book's big ideas is deception. Why do you think that the big, one of the big ideas in the book is deception? Well, Joe, as you said before, we do not know who to trust. Since Annabelle says she knows how to lie, she has to be deceiving us throughout the book. Good point. I think one of the big ideas in the book is confusion. Um, Why do you think that one of the big ideas is confusion? Well, I think that one of the big ideas in the book is confusion because everyone was confused about Toby. If you don't know who that is, he is is one of the protagonists in the book. He is a war hero, as mine got whooped by fear of war. And Betty, everybody thought that she was good when she was actually bad. Like a wolf in sheep's clothing. See what I did there? You can see a lot of this is mirrored in her story, like Echo Mountain. In Echo Mountain, there's a girl named Ellie, the main protagonist of the book. Her family has a financial crisis, and they nearly lost everything. 
Ellie and her family decided to start anew and create a better life. But the aftermath of a horrible accident left Ellie's father in a coma, and Ellie decided to hold the unearned weight of guilt. This book is confusing, and there are little bits and pieces of the big ideas that are in Wolf Hollow. Before I had time to think about moving, Betty had swung the stick in a small, tight arc. She told she had chosen my hip, perhaps because a bruise there would not show. I worked hard not to let her see how much it hurt. Give me what you brought, she said. I hated to give her anything at all, even the penny in my pocket. This is the only thing that I am going to give you, I said, holding the penny out on a tight palm. The way I knew to feed a dog, don't ask me for any more. I don't have anything else. Benny looked at the penny, picked it up with her fingertips, peered into my face. A penny, you can get two hard pieces of candy for that, I said. I don't want two pieces of hard candy, she said. She tossed the penny into the undergrowth. Tomorrow, you bring something better than a penny. Okay, let's shift gears. We are going to the top five biggest moments in this book. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Do you want to go first? Yes. For number one, this signpost will be again and again, because later on in the book, Betty keeps antagonizing and tormenting Annabelle again and again. I think that the second most important signpost is Words of the Wiser, because Aunt Lily has a talk with Annabelle that nothing is less important than pretty in the eyes of God. This means that Aunt Lily is referring to different forms of pretty. And for number three, this is contrast and contradiction, because Annabelle said that if Toby saw me coming, he made a sign of it, but Toby never came to meet the person. So that was something that the people reading would think is different than what we expected. The fourth most important signpost um, is an aha moment when Annabelle says to Toby that he is a deer, the one hiding in plain sight. What Annabelle is referring to is that nobody will know that it that he is Toby because he got a trim. Number five, we have a memory moment because it, which is when Annabelle said, I felt like someone would reach out and tap me on the shoulder somewhere from my memory, a whisper. Okay, here we go. The moment you listeners have waited for. Every episode, we are going to honor the person or idea that compels us the most. I vote for Toby. The poor guy went through so much pain, hate, torture, guilt, you name it. Well, I do not disagree with you, side, because Toby is a war veteran, and he was being hunted and chased down this whole time just so that they can take him to prison for something that he did not do. But at the end, he died because he pulled a gun that the police thought was loaded, but it wasn't. And it is decided. We declare as the neighborhood howlers that the winner of the podcast is Tobias Jordan. Congratulations. We hope you had as much fun as we did today, that you are as excited as much as we are to continue on this literal journey. Join us in tomorrow as we cover the next exciting turn into the mysteries of the novel. This is Nathan Neighborhood Howler signing off until next time. Have a good one.